You're listening to the RTE Today podcast featuring some of the best bits from our show on RTE One weekdays at half three. Now it seems no matter how high tech we have become, we always go back to some old and unusual traditions, especially coming up to Easter. Yes, take the 40 days of Lent, for example. What was it for? Where did it come from? And to tell us more, we have folklorist Shane Lahan. Shane, what exactly is Lent? Tell us more. Well, you know, I've been dealing with customs, traditions, you know, dates in the calendar. For years, I couldn't work out what, what, what was Lent, when did it begin, when did it end, and so on. So... The, the, the calculation for, for Easter, we'll mm-hmm. say, is the first Sunday mm-hmm. after the first full moon mm-hmm. after the equinox, okay? The, the spring so equinox. The spring yeah. equinox. So that changed every year and so on and so forth. So then it was the 40 days. So I got out my calendar and I was counting back, you know, and I worked out again, you know, it's essentially the six weeks before Easter. So six sevens is 40, six Sundays. Yes. So six sevens is 42. And I said, hold on, that doesn't work at all. <laughs> and then I found out, hold on, Sundays weren't included at all. So I took out six Sundays and that cliffed us back to 36. Yes. So that didn't work either. We needed the 40 days. So they added in Ash Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the four days to make it the 40 days. So why 40 days? Yeah. So 40 in the Bible is a huge one. Mm. Uh, Moses was out for 40 days. Elijah was out. Christ himself was out in the desert for the 40 days. So they needed the 40 days. But if you think about it, Irish people, in particular in Ireland, we have a great tradition of people going out into deserts and starving themselves for 40 days because the great tradition of uh, the monastic tradition of Christianity in Ireland, yeah. which came in from Egypt, if you like, went right around uh, and came in around Skellig Michael and those sort of places. There were lads there who were kind of um, almost at this time of the year letting themselves kind of uh, almost die. And, and that sounds a bit unusual, but because what was happening was that the whole concept was this was a period of stasis. You kind of stopped one end of the year and you began new life again. And they themselves went into that period of of starvation, as it were. There's a huge tradition in, in Ireland of these monks. Male Ruin, one of the great fellows from Talla in County Dublin, he used to be watching over his lads who were kind of, you know, not eating and not doing anything. And he used to give them little bits of sustenance to keep them alive to get them through the, the 40 days. And yeah. w- what food was banned then? Well, listen... The, the, everything was banned in a way. Yeah. Meat, meat was, was, was one thing. But certainly all the, 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 the dairy produce, eggs were, were banned, and then milk, butter, cheese, and all that. And there's a reason for that, okay? Because milk was very, very important. At the end, if you think about milk as the, the symbol of new life, when, so when a mother gives birth, n- new nourishment comes out in the form of milk and so on. Um, and therefore people would keep off milk during the period of Lent so that at Easter you were kind of reborn again and the milk was the symbol of that. The egg, of course, was also uh, the symbol of, of rebirth and, and life as well. So that was also forbidden. So that's why, of course, on Shrove Tuesday, we have pancake night and we use all of the, the eggs. And then as we come to Easter, we celebrate with the eggs once again. Oh, so you, yeah. you have all of those sort of traditions and those sort of ideas. Definitely yeah, very, very different when you think about it, you know. But then is there, is there ways that people maybe kind of would kind of cheat? Or sometimes yeah. I remember growing up, you kind of, you know, sometimes you forget what you're off and then suddenly yeah. you'd be like, you off that for Lent and you'd be like, sorry. Yeah, but there was great cheaters long ago, Megan. The big cheaters were the guys that came in in the 12th century, the Anglo-Normans they arrived in, okay? And they had to keep off everything 
particularly the clergy. You know, think of the, the big heavy guys, you know, eating away and so on. Lent came along. So they would go along and they would pick things which they thought were not meat at all. So the, the great cheats that we had, number one, were barnacle geese. So barnacle geese were things that people knew very little about because, of course, they, they spend most of their time in Greenland. Yeah. Yeah. They come over then to Ireland, but people never saw their nests. They never saw any of those things. So what happened is that people believed they came from the barnacle, uh, the, 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 the barnacle itself, the goose yeah. barnacle that was growing in bits of wood, and people had accounts of, and if you look at the goose barnacle, it actually looks like the yeah, beak of the bird. It yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a quite an incredible sort yeah. of thing. They also, believe it or not, ate puffins. You know, I love puffins and so on. They went out to Skellig Michael, they took the puffins, they salted them, and they tasted like fish, because puffins spent most of their like life at sea, yeah. and therefore they were literally they were they, salty. Okay, there was other ones as well, which was great. Which was um, they couldn't eat any dairy. So yeah. one of the one of the really interesting things was that they had almond milk. When Where Hen- did they get the almonds? Henry II brought in the almonds himself when he came to Ireland in the 12th century, right? So this was a normal thing. But in Ireland, we also had a cheat because um, people would make what we call sowens. And sowens was made from oats. So you took your oats and you put it into water. You left it for about two weeks, two and a half weeks, and it actually fermented. And it gave you this lovely alternative to milk. People used it in baking. People used it in everything because they couldn't use it, of course, during Lent. Yeah. So this isn't a modern-day thing at all, these milk alternatives. Absolutely. No, no, we're, 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 we're well, well used to all, so, all of those sort of things. Was, was, that old, was that kind of like oat milk then? Was that, it? Was, that was kind of an oat milk, an, an, an oat milk idea. But listen, there's, there's another little few things I want to point out to you. We had another thing as well in Cork. Okay, We had a famous um, a bishop here in Cork, uh, Cornelius Lucy, Connie Lucy, as he yeah. was called, you know. And what happened is that we were to get, you were only to eat on the black fast days. You were only to eat um, one meal in the day and two collations. And people in Cork were going like, what's a collation? I don't know what a collation is. So they sought uh, some sort of knowledge of that. He came back, he said, a collation would be like a biscuit, for example. You could have two biscuits a during collation. the day. So, so what, what happened is that the bakeries around Cork, yeah. what did they start making? But they started making these ginormous biscuits all together. And they, they were known then as the Connie Dodger. Okay, the Donny, <laughs> do, 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 Dodging Connie Lucy's. Uh, so I just think they're great all together. Those massive biscuits that came out, you know. Uh, but people people gave up everything, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I was just talking about something about sugar long ago, yeah. Dahi, you know. Mm-hmm. We'd put sugar in our tea. Four or five spoons of sugar. Yeah. You, a, a two-pound bag of sugar wouldn't last Not you a, a night at all. Yeah. People gave up sugar completely. They gave up the tobacco and the pipes long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave up, and long ago what they used to do is some fellas used to break their pipes. They used to break them in two so they wouldn't go near it. Other fellas used to put it up in the little kabushin beside yeah. the fireplace like that, and they'd be looking at it like, and they, that was their strength that they wouldn't go, go smoking and yeah. so on. But people stopped um, card playing. They stopped dancing. Oh. They yeah. stopped music. They put away the squeeze box. They put away uh, the box. They put away the fiddle. They put away all that. It was very, very strict. Yeah. But the only breakout, of course, during Lent yeah. was, of course, Paddy's Day. Okay. And Paddy's Day actually was actually three days. They started off. They couldn't wait. The night before the 16th, they'd break out from the <laughs> bottle, we'll say. You had it all day in the 17th. And if there was stuff left, of course, yeah. they'd go on for the 18th. Just as to well. finish it off. Just to finish it off. That 18th was known as Sheila's Day. So there was a, a, a Sheila. Sheila. So there was, oh, yeah. a, and there was all sorts of tradition about Sheila. But the women in particular used to, if the men went wild on the, on the 17th, the, the women could go on on the 18th. But I, I thought That's what incredible. was really interesting is that, 
there was a whole pile of traditions around that particular period of carnival, as you might yeah. call it. Mm. And I never, I, like I'd be looking at Rio de Janeiro, you'd be looking at New Orleans, you'd be looking at all the carnivals. I never thought that we had a carnival in Ireland. And even when I was looking at the parade going by, I never thought, that's our carnival. Because of course. That's, that, yeah. the, the, the abundance of drink, the mockery that goes on, you know, quite often in the floats that you'd get, yeah. you'd get people yeah. giving out and so on. So we have our own tradition of carnival and that was during the period of Lent when you'd relax everything and break out, you know. Break out then after that. And there was a straw figure as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So listen, um, in my own studies and so on, you'd come across different traditions throughout Europe. In in Britain in particular, you had a guy called Jack O'Lent. Now, who was Jack O'Lent? He was a kind of, he was a little bit like the Kyluk we had long ago. He yeah. was the old straw. Mm. He was a straw man that was made up and he had fish attached to him and so on. And people hated Lent. So they'd end, end up spending, hitting him and whacking him and they'd set him on fire and they used to hang him and they would kill him because they hated that figure. We had another figure in Ireland around Shrove Tuesday, which we called the Stokuk. And the Stokuk was like an old scarecrow. Yeah. And you'd make this up. And what would happen is anyone who wasn't married uh, before Lent, of course, because you yeah. couldn't get married during Martin Lent. Martin was the last. Shrove Tuesday was the last day you could get married for a that while. That was it. That was it? it. But the Stokuk would be put up right, on front, in, son, in front of someone's door who wasn't married. And when they'd open the door in the morning, the, the, the straw figure would fall in yeah. the door. And there was a kind of a, an item of mockery and so on. Yeah. So you couldn't get married uh, during Lent. You had to get married before that. But you could break out the And this is what's interesting. I was born on Christmas Day yeah. and I was working this out to my own head, you know, doing my calculations. <laughs> two, two, 280 days of, of whatever. I was conceived on Paddy's Day, you know. Oh so kind of, oh, so yeah. there must have been a bit of relaxation definitely in and around the Lenten period for things to go back to normal. You know? It might have been a three-day festival <laughs> pro- properly shed. <laughs> and I'd say my father's head, he would have observed all of those traditions. But it's am- Was there something about getting your hair cut as well? Yeah, yeah. So listen, the, the great thing is that you you couldn't get your hair cut uh, during Lent. And he, everything was finished like because this was a time literally of no fertility, yeah. no anything. This was the stasis. I often think of, of the junction between Halloween, we'll say, and Bridget's Day. Mm-hmm. But this is another version of that. But getting your hair, uh, nobody cut their hair. So they had big, long haircuts. Then you had trimming Thursday, as it was called. Thursday night before Good Friday. Yeah. And you clipped your nails and you clipped your hair and therefore ready on Good Friday because everything from that point onwards yeah. was going to grow mad. So that was the idea. And oh I laugh as well. We, we, out oh my way, we had, um, uh, uh, one, one of the, the, the passion plays that was yeah. on. All the lads that time, they didn't bother getting their hair cut on trimming Thursday. They kept it going for the passion play. You know? <laughs> that's, that's Shame, man. Incredible, Shane. Thank you so much. Shane Gormila. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can tune in to the Today Show every day on RTE One from half three, or if you miss it, you can watch back on the RTE player. Visit rte.ie forward slash player. Stay tuned.